0: Today's episode is called the post 40 survival kit. The reason we wanted to do this episode is because many of our listeners are actually under 40. A number of them have gotten in touch to say that they'd really like to know what it's like on the other side of 40s. So we thought maybe we would do an episode just for them to help them prepare for what it's going to be like so that, you know, our listeners are ready to start their new decade. So,
1: Caroline, get us started. So, we pack you a little bag with all of these things. Obviously, in the bag will always be a bottle of water and some tissues and a pair of comfortable shoes. What have you got first? What would you pack first? Okay, why would pack first is a time machine. By the way, this is a very small time machine that would fit in a rucksack. Uh, it's, <laughs> if anybody's wondering, it's a pop-up. So it's like a pop-up tent. So, you know, you could take it out of your rucksack, pop it up get in it's a little time machine but it's a very specific time machine because we're not going forward or backwards to look at you know what it was like to have dinner with Shakespeare or looking at our lottery numbers and yeah any of that stuff. My specific time machine is for one thing and this is because a friend of mine oh a long time ago said to me that whenever you're feeling a bit old or You know, just feeling like you're a bit past it or you're not at your prime or it's all going south or what you should do is imagine yourself 20 years on. So say you've just turned 40. Imagine yourself at 60 and stand with yourself at 60 and look back at yourself at 40 and think about how that feels. What would your 60 or 70 or 80 year old self think of you when they look back in time? It's a very, very specific time machine just for this so that you can go forward and you can look back at yourself. I like it. <laughs> I mean, it's limited. It's limited in its functionality. But remember, it is pop-up and does fit in a rucksack. I mean, so, it does
0: avoid all kinds of time paradoxes.
1: So that's quite yeah, handy. Absolutely. But you can, yeah, you don't want to cross out, meet your children or go back and meet your grandmother, whatever. Yeah, we're, we're sticking to a very, very, very simple model here. But However old you think you are, however you think life is escaping you or you're not doing the things you want, I think, you know, when you look back at yourself, you can really see how great you are. It's a bit like when we look back at ourselves in our 20s, you know? And I think the same principle moving forward, try and imagine yourself in the future and look back at yourself for what you're doing here and just feel really good about yourself. And then when your time in the time machine is up, pop yourself back to present day. Pinch your vibrant skin, brush back your lustrous hair, and enjoy the bend of those knees because they may not always bend <laughs> like that. But you know, just look at yourself through the eyes of a six, your sixty-year-old self, and feel fabulous. And remind yourself that you know you've got a long way to go with all the good health and wellness that you hope upon your life. That this is uh, this is just a moment, and you are doing really well.
0: That's excellent.
1: So Eve, mini time machine, that's my first suggestion. What is the first thing that you would pack in our survival kit? My survival kit items are all very much on the
0: practical end of the scale. So the first one I would put in would be a bottle opener it's one of those things that um, I've got one, for example, on my key ring. It's always handy to have, and it's a thing I always forget to take. So going camping or running a PTA event, or it's the sort of thing that uh, that gets left out at a barbecue and always goes missing. And it's good to have it for that reason. Obviously, it makes you very popular when you're the one who has the bottle opener and nobody else does. If you're an introvert, you it's a great way to meet everyone at the party or the campsite. That is um, very true. Yeah. And, you know, just think of the joy you're spreading. You know, everybody has open bottles. For me, it's sort of a it's a token of like it's a good reminder that there should be times we need to stop, enjoy the moment, hang out with people that you like and not work all the time. So don't get sucked into the false promise that work will give you the purpose and the meaning that you need. You know, if only you work harder, you do more. It's it's one of those things that, you know, we we do get trapped in that sort of vortex, especially when we're sort of in our mid-40s, because it's often the height of our career or the height of our responsibilities, you know, raising a family and whatever. And it is really important to just remember and just take a beat and, and have a drink from time to time, whatever your drink of choice might be.
1: I think that is a very good thing to go in the kit. And... It's hell when nobody has a bottle opener. But yeah, no, I like that. Taking a moment, having a break. Do you know what? When I look at a bottle opener from now on, and I have a very nice fish-shaped bottle opener. I've um, got one of those. I- <laughs> 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 They're fantastic. I will, I will think that, that I've mm. got to take a moment. Definitely, All right. I like so it.
0: What's, good, what's your next object that goes in the pack?
1: So, I'm going to start from... The moment you turn 40 and what you need. Now, when you're a kid and you have a birthday, people buy you a badge that says I am and whatever age you are. And you wear it so proudly. And oh, my God, when the kids nowadays, when they get to double digits, that's a big thing as well. When you get to 40, I don't know. I don't know whether it's changed from when I was 40, but doesn't necessarily feel So comfortable. So I would like to put in this little survival kit, I would like to put a badge that says, I am 40 in really, really big letters and numbers. And I think underneath, I will put a little line that says, be proud, you could be dead. Just as a little addition, I'll be honest, I struggled a bit when I turned 40. I just, I found it hard to say that I am 40 I, I just I just did it and for all of the reasons the society gives us about women being 40 or not just women actually about men about that whole other side of 40 all those negative com- connotations Absolutely. and yeah and also when it was my birthday I got all these cards put them on the mantelpiece at home and it made it even worse because it was said 40, 40, 40, 40, 40 <laughs> across the room. Like I couldn't escape it. 40, 40, 40 in my face. And I, I must say, ever since then, when someone turns 40, I never give them a card with a number on because I remember that feeling. But very sensitive. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It's sensitive, but I think a badge is something different. A badge says I'm proud. I'm wearing it. I mean, I was so ridiculous about turning 40 that I decided that actually for a while that was as old as I was going to be. And I, for about two or three years, if someone asked my age, I just said 40 because I couldn't cope with 41, 42, 43. And I actually stopped doing this when I heard a very good friend lie to my children about how old I was. And I thought, no, this has to stop. <laughs> <laughs> this has to stop. okay. So I think the first step to being 40 is acceptance. It's fine, it's fine over on this side. Wear your badge, be proud.
0: I wholly subscribe to that. Just own it, right? (laughs) Own it,
1: definitely. exactly. So Eve, what is your next item for our bag?
0: Yeah, so my next item for our bag actually is the same as one of your items, tissues. And the reason is, is that the use for tissues is endless. It is the multi-purpose tool. You need it throughout life. It's not just post-40. You need it always. It can wipe tears, wipe others' tears. You can blow your nose, wipe a child's nose. You can use it as earplugs. You can swipe up a spilled coffee. You can give it to someone who needs one, doesn't have one, or it's instant loo roll if there's none in the office toilet, staunch nosebleed. You know, it has endless possibilities. And the reason I thought about this is is partly because it is, you know, it's a multi-purpose thing. You need it forever. But it's also about sort of sharing and giving emotional support to other people. And it's always important. And I can't tell you how many times I've handed out tissues in bathrooms to female executives who are having a cry in the stall. Or have run out of loo paper.
1: That beautiful hand that appears under the, <laughs> the side of the cubicle when you say, does anyone have any tissue in there yeah. or loo roll in that cubicle? And this lovely hand that comes with a bunch of um, tissue for you. It, it's always a beautiful moment that. Yeah. Definitely. Moment of solidarity and and also a reminder of our humanity.
0: So, yeah. So that's why I, I think tissues need to go in the bag. Everybody needs them and you always need them.
1: Yeah. And you always so need to be prepared to give them, don't you? And be glad to receive them. I think what you're saying is a really lovely thing because it's about weakness, isn't it? It's about sharing and showing weakness. And it's OK because we're, we're all there 50 percent of the time, aren't we? Yeah, exactly. Um, what's next in our survival kit
0: so next in the survival kit is earplugs so sleeping becomes more and more important as we age when you're young you have lots of energy and i had lots of energy but you know as time marches on you definitely uh need more sleep and part of that becomes is you know depending on who your partner is or yourself snoring becomes a thing as you get
1: older. Is this a dig at me? Because apparently, allegedly, according to my family, I don't believe it myself. I've never heard it. But apparently there is snoring going on now. I'm afraid you will find that I wear the crown
0: for the loudest snoring, as our mutual (laughs) friends would tell you. That when we went (laughs) on holiday, I was sent to have my own room and they could still hear me. I am extremely unpopular, but it does get me my own room, so swings and roundabouts. (laughs) Anyway, so earplugs are a must, and sleep Mm -hmm. is a must. And again, it's all about you. Got to take care of yourself. You got to rejuvenate. You got to recharge. It is too easy especially when you're in your 40s. Again, like life is happening. A lot of it is happening all at the same time. You know, lots of people are starting families or they've got young families or they've got a high-flying career or they have a really difficult job or a very physical job. And it's just, you know, it's important to recognize that your body is changing and you need sleep.
1: Well, yeah. And when you think of what we have to deal with, at our age. All the multiple things, the layers of family and work and health and looking after yourself and cooking and everything. And when I look back to my younger self, all right, yeah, of course I had the energy to not have so much sleep and go out and stay up late and all of that kind of thing. But not only was I younger, I had a third of the responsibilities that I have now yeah. and you could ignore quite a few of them, right?
0: Like I definitely yeah. did not focus on lots of stuff that yeah. becomes important when you're running a household or you have, you know, some people that rely on you, which you didn't have when you were younger. So yeah, yeah. it's a whole different kind of thing.
1: No, mm, well, you're absolutely right. And actually, I have something that will go with quite well with those oh. ear bugs All right, but what's that? Similar theme. Yes. So I've got a little mini first aid kit. I mean, first of all. On a practical level because you're going to be hiking through your 40s and 50s and beyond. So obviously I'd have my usual go-to's like plasters, some antiseptic cream, something in case something bites you, an insect or an annoying colleague, you know, painkillers, a bit of arnica, honey and lemon lozenges, all the practicals. But really what I am saying with this is the same as you, you've got to look after yourself because it is perfectly normal for bits of you to start wearing and falling off and I think I know I once said this to a friend who was turning 40 and she she was really cross with me and she said I just said oh I just need to warn you that after 40 things start kind of you start slightly falling apart slightly wearing out but it's not a big thing you've just got to look after yourself and I think that's all it is it's like your knee aches, go to a doctor, you're tired, get some sleep. I think that's all I was trying to say was that you just got to look after yourself because nobody else is and you're so busy. And it's really easy to push all of that aside and focus on everybody else. But just be mindful that you want this body to be carrying you through the next few decades. And it's also, there's no shame in it. It is just what we are. Some of the things you might be feeling might be to do with menopause. So that's another reason to get yourself to the GP and get yourself checked out. There is so much more information about this than there used to be. I mean, we've come a long way in people understanding a lot more about this. And this is for men and women, you know, for men to know the signs in case their partner or their sibling is showing those signs and for everybody to look out for because
0: there's there's no shame in it
1: right you know know, it's all natural it's perfectly natural and there is no weakness in it and take care of yourself (laughs) yes definitely my next item for the
0: bag is actually related so it's actually about the mind so i think you need to pack a sudoku puzzle book and it's because you need to make sure we need to make sure that we stimulate our minds you know all along the way we you know there's more and more research coming out all the time about how you know keeping those brain connections firing all the time doing puzzles crosswords that sort of thing you know it's like exercise for the brain and it keeps you know all sorts of things at bay and so it's just really important to keep that muscle active. And even if you do, you know, a, a classic office job, like we've always done, you think you're stimulating your mind, but also if you do a physical job, you know, you've got to make sure that you're taking care of both sides of yourself, you know, your body and your mind. So, you know, puzzles, crosswords, quizzes, Sudoku, memory games, anything that makes your brain work in a different way than it has to at work. So it keeps those connections alive. And, um, and keep learning, even if it's things like things that I struggle to learn, like how to fix the pressure on the boiler or
1: <laughs> how <laughs> the <laughs> internet's full.
0: <laughs> exactly. So, it, you know, funnily enough, my husband and I, we've been doing Wordle every night and we do it together. And it, it's kind of fun, like, but it is, it's a great stimulation because we have to dredge up words that are in our vocabularies, but we haven't thought about them for ages and, you know, it's just a great little brain teaser. So definitely keep your mind as stimulated and take care of it in the same way that you do care, take care of your body because it's the thing that gets forgotten.
1: Oh, this big part of me going,
0: oh,
1: I'm listening to this. Like, don't I think enough? But then saying that, you reminded me, I do Wordle every day as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have little, but I don't do it with my husband because we're more competitive. it's a tricky one isn't it because I think most of us just want to switch off at the end of the day we're tired we don't want to do stuff like that but I think this is a good reminder and also I think these are fun these things are fun and they take you away from everything that you're thinking about and I must say when I do Wordle I do relax and I do completely focus on that and don't think about other stuff so yeah. yeah exactly right i like your spirit i like your idea yeah yeah no it's good keep your brain stimulated exactly and, and, what, and, and whatever relax. way
0: yeah whatever way works for you what's your next item going in the backpack
1: okay my next item is a clock i mean clocks generally are very useful but i am thinking of a small travel clock and i'm thinking of one where You can turn it and reset the time very easily. So obviously, I'm thinking of one of those little manual analog clock. And the reason I'm including this is because I don't want anyone to beat themselves up about what they've achieved by the time they're 40. Like you might have sort of set yourself a target, like by this time, I'm gonna have to have done this, that, and the other. And I think you've got to remember that. It is just a number. It's just a marker in time, in your life. And to be honest, most of the things I wanted to achieve by 40, I hadn't achieved. I'm now well over 50, and I still haven't achieved them. And do you know what I keep doing, Eve? I keep resetting that clock. (laughs) But, But I'm saying get yourself an analog clock because I don't know about you, but I cannot reset a digital clock. And as a result... The clock in my car is 14 hours behind the real time, which I tell you, when you're driving, that's really, that is, that is a meant, that's mental agility trying to work out what time it is when you're driving. But it's just that idea that it's for you're 40, but it's not over. You know, there's not some big alarm that goes off and that's it. You know, it takes time. And I think that everybody at 40 is at a different stage in their life. I mean, at 40, I just had a baby. Other people's children are grown up. So just, yeah, set I think it there's to whatever time you want. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I think there's so much cultural pressure to have
0: achieved these milestones by certain ages. Yeah. And those milestones, you know, I mean, they're helpful, I guess, but they shouldn't be markers that everybody has to pass. Like you said, everybody's on a different journey on a different timetable. And those may not be milestones that end up being your milestones. And that is okay. It doesn't really matter. I think also, you know, I like the idea of keeping moving the time forward because other things fill the space that become more important or just the priority at that particular point in time. But if you still want to achieve that goal, we'll just achieve it later. So it's not a case of, If
1: you achieve the goal, it's more a case of when you achieve the goal, and that's okay. Well, we've been talking to so many women on the podcast who've done things that they always wanted to do way past forty, but they got to do them eventually. Whether it was at forty or fifty or sixty, they got to do those things. They just you just have to reset where you are because it wasn't the right time for them. I think that's what I'm trying to say: is like there's a right time for things, and it's not necessarily that moment. And don't give up. Don't beat yourself up, and just keep keep resetting. Keep yeah. resetting. I think that's good um, advice. I'm going to be on my deathbed, just rewinding that,
0: going, finishing your
1: second oh. novel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can still get that book prize. I can do it. That, and then that is so far. And you can come on. What a way to you, go! If yeah, <laughs> if you survive me, you could. You could just twiddle that. Yeah, she's still got time, you know. (laughs) So what's next for our survival kit? What's going in the bag, Eve? So my next item is a travel sewing kit. So very handy. Yeah, I've got one in the
0: bottom of my handbag and I've had it there for years. And you would be surprised how often I have to dig it out. It's not every day. It's not every week but it comes in handy quite a lot. And it's just a really basic one, but I always have it on me. So I have fixed buttons at a funeral. I've fixed a hem or a tear <laughs> at work. I've um, hidden loose threads at a wedding uh, on somebody's tie. I've patched a fresh rip uh, in somebody's trousers at a barbecue. Well, um, hang on, I,
1: were they wearing the trousers at the time?
0: Yes, that was
1: it was on their <laughs> knees. So I was able to, you know- not, Oh, okay, I, yeah. I had a much different image.
0: And you can use it to fix a loose zipper on your backpack of life, you know? So there's all sorts of things you can use it for. It's practical, doesn't take a lot of space and it helps Mm -hmm. you help others in a practical way. And I think of it as sort of like a metaphor for fixing unforeseen problems, being prepared, being ready, but also being at the service of others. And one of the big lessons post-40 is that you need help and others need your help. And this is a small way of doing that. I think when you're young, you think you're invincible or you don't need help or you're Mm -hmm. on the rise, but actually post-40, it becomes in much more sharper relief, you know, in terms of how important it is to to get help when you need it or to ask for help when you need it and that to get really practical help.
1: Now, this is funny because I had something of a very similar theme, but I had it represented by a friendship bracelet. Obviously, oh. my, mine's, mine's a useless trinket and yours is a practical thing, which you could also stitch up wounds, by the way, if we were really trapped in the post-40 forest and had been abandoned by society, but anyway, that's where my mind's going with that one. This says everything
0: <laughs> we need to know about who we are as people. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you're sewing on a button. I'm preparing to stitch up a wound and live in the forest, yeah.
0: and, and or I make
1: I can... a friendship bracelet. Yeah, and also make a friendship bracelet. We'd have really pretty friendship bracelets while we're in the forest. But yeah, for exactly the same reason. Because first of all, I think it's very important to be a good friend. And I think it's very important to keep up with your friends. And mm, I, agree I also, that for sure. and I'll come back to that, but just following on from your point, I think there are people out there who are not necessarily your friends yet, but they can act as your friends because they've got knowledge that you haven't. And it's about asking for help and looking for the people who can give you that help in the same way that friends will give you emotional support or they'll be there for you. There are people that you might need. It could be, and we're talking to some of these people in the podcast. So, you know, I'm talking about someone who's an expert on the menopause, a career coach, maybe, who gives you a little helping hand in your career, helps you look at things a bit differently, perhaps a nutritionist. Just think, I just think there's lots of experts out there, but it's it's not really about those experts. It's about asking for help and being open to help yourself and to others. But to go go back to the friend bit, I think it's I think it can be very easy to let go of friends when you as you get older just because not because you want to, but because you feel you don't have time to keep up with everything.
0: Yeah, you feel um, life gets in the way, don't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, and like time can go really quickly. You can be really busy with work and life and family and health as well you might be having health issues um there might be lots of things in your life that is absorbing you and I think often what women do particularly is they put themselves last and we can let go of things and I think we just have to remind ourselves that friends are really important we need them they remind us who we are and just be a good friend to other people as well absolutely yeah you
0: you need to nurture those friendships because they will see you through you know when you look back at 60 or when you look forward in your time machine to 60 you don't want to find yourself stood alone because you've just let all those connections drop you really need them it's it's good for us we're social creatures we need we need that support and, and we can provide that support it's good for all of us
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think also if our lives have changed and we find ourselves in a position where that's happening, you know, there's no shame in thinking, you know what, I I don't have many friends anymore. And I I think sometimes that does happen. And maybe you just need to think, you know what, I need to get myself some. And you need to think about what are the things that you like doing? And can I find some people who like doing the same thing?
0: I think that's good advice and I think also the other thing that maybe we should talk about a little bit too is that as you get older, the quality of your friendships matter even more and it's really important to make sure that you have, you know, these are deep connections, these are people who support you, who you support and, you know, those fly by nights, they're not going to last, they're, you know, they're, they're probably not going to be good friends and you really do need to make sure that you've got good friends and those, those relationships are really strong.
1: Hmm, definitely. I think also at work you need to think about friendships as well. I think if you don't have, I don't know, I don't know how you feel about this Eve, but I think I find it really hard to work in a place where I don't have some connections with people as well. It can't just be a job to me. I mean, I know I can just do the job, but I think you need to feel something for the people around you that they need mm-hmm. it needs to feel like a supportive friendly environment. Otherwise, I don't know it's just really hard to be there day in day out. I mean what do you think? Yeah, I have I have a similar view.
0: I think I want to pick up on the word friendly. I think It depends on who you are as to sort of how deeply connected you want to feel to your colleagues. But it, you definitely need a friendly and a collegiate, a productive kind of environment to be in. If you're lucky enough to make friends, that's all to the good. But lots of people don't want to be friends with their, you know, their colleagues. And And they don't
1: need it either. They've got a mm -hmm. full life. They've got other friends. I think you're right. I think that's what I'm reaching for is that that aspect of you need to feel Comfortable. You need to be in a friendly environment. You need to feel like you can talk to people and you can connect at that at that work level because you can have great work colleagues and be able to be open with them. They don't have to be your best friend, but I think if you're in an environment where you really don't feel any of that and you don't feel comfortable, I think you have to think about where you are and whether you need to make changes. I think it's it's just we spend an awful lot of time at work and Mm -hmm. it has to feel good. I agree. And and the time is a really
0: important one. And I just wish that when I was younger, I learned to be more intolerant of bad work situations or unfriendly or just not nice places to work. I, I wish I'd, I knew better and I could move on more quickly. So, you know, that would be my thought, which is, you know, get a good feel for the place. And if it's not a great place, then don't hang around too long because if it's not for you, it's not for you.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. I've stayed in jobs but sometimes you have to because sure that's the job you're in you can't you know you can't change but I don't know it just helps you to think about it Definitely. every now and again. Yeah. Mm. So so my next item is
0: is directly linked to that. So my next item is a virtual Rolodex
1: for those oh, of us hang on, hang on. I mean, will anybody listening to this under a certain age, I mean, will the under 40s know what a Rolodex is? I mean, this is this is 1980s stuff, Eve, surely. Yeah. <laughs> we'll provide a picture, but can you explain what it is?
0: Yes. Basically, your Rolodex is your LinkedIn profile. That's really what it is. So- I would say
1: it's also the contacts in your phone. Yeah, yeah. Written on pieces of card and attached to a weird rotating thing. Oh, you want to describe
0: the real thing? Oh, what a real Rolodex is! Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, back in the Stone Age, we had these things called Rolodex, and they were they were a wheel that you had cards on. You'll see them in films from the eighties. But yeah, they had cards on where you wrote people's names and addresses and phone numbers, and then you would spin them and you would find you know your contacts. But you're right today that you know that has transformed into your linkedin profile your contacts in your phone and business cards that people might have still handed out but it's just really important to keep those networks up and to make sure that you you know you stay connected to former colleagues people that you liked working with you know keep your profile updated accept requests for, you know from people that used to work with keep that network active because you'll need it when you don't think you need it So it's the same, you know, as as maintaining good, strong friendships, because you just never know when you're going to need them. And the same is true when you're over 40 at work, all kinds of things can happen. You might be made redundant. Your company Mm -hmm. might fail. You might be at a startup and they lose all their funding. You know, there's all kinds of things that can happen. And when you're older and you have bigger responsibilities and you have maybe a mortgage, maybe you have, you know, kids, uh, you might be the breadwinner. These things really matter. And so, you know, when you're younger, you know, things are more free and you just think, ah, you know, life's great. Nothing's going to happen. And when you have less responsibility, that's true. It's less of a risk. But, you know, the, the risks start to stack up. So keep your CV updated. Don't get complacent. You know, if you like the look of a new job, apply for it, reach out to people to find out, you know, what the connections are and and that sort of thing. So just make sure that you, that you're reaching out to people, and you know, if you do get stuck, you know, to your point earlier, Caroline, you know, get advice and reach out through your network to find, you know, maybe a professional coach or some other kind of professional who can help you. Your network can help you, you know, get to people who will work well with you or you you will get along with. Things like that. Ask, tr- you know, ask people you trust for personal recommendations. That you know, there's no shame in not knowing how to get unstuck, and this is where your network can really help you. You know, it took me a long period of time to really understand this advice. And, you know, I went to get a professional coach to help me because I needed to connect the dots between what I knew just professionally, what I had learned, and to figure out how I can offer that as a consultant. You know, I had to learn how to do that. And it it was a difficult process, but, you know, I, I did it through the network and I found someone I could work with. And it was a really great experience. I learned so much. So add the Rolodex to your backpack
1: I think this is really good advice and it is advice that I have not taken up to be honest and I have not felt that it was I don't know for many reasons that I didn't think it was. not that it wasn't important but I didn't know how to do it and I didn't know how important it was and I think it's that it's about being prepared isn't it and it's about being open to other things as well But I think also I used to feel a bit embarrassed to reach out to people, which I'm kind of getting over now, because I think generally people are really willing to help other people. And that's kind of what a lot of the things we've been saying all along is that we're happy to help other people. So why on earth did I spend a good 10 years, 20 years feeling that I couldn't ask other people for help? I mean, it's just crazy. Mm -hmm. Whereas generally people want to help they won't judge you for just coming to them and finding help or asking advice or just building up those connections. I think I'm getting a lot better with the network, but I must say I'm probably one of those people who just didn't think about it enough.
0: That all rings true. And I I think what I've learned is that what's the worst someone will say? Well, actually, most people don't say no. The worst that happens is they don't respond. That's it. No one yeah. ever gets back and says, why are you calling me? You know, or why have you contacted me? That just doesn't happen. <laughs> Stop messaging me. Who are yeah. you? <laughs> 99% of people get back and say, oh, it's so great to hear from you. I'm yeah. sorry, I can't help you right now. Or, oh, hey, I thought of something. Um, it's very unusual that, that somebody doesn't want to help. And if they don't want help, they just won't respond. And, and that's totally okay. It's up to them. But it is really important mm-hmm. to keep those connections alive. Because you might be able to help them. They might be able to help you. And it's all to the good
1: yeah i just i think i always felt that i had to do things on my own it was some kind of failure if i reached out to other people it's ridiculous but Mm -hmm. you know i doubt i'm alone in all of that but um at least we can hopefully give some advice to other people So, have you got any more items to go in? This backpack's getting a bit full. I got a couple more things. What have you got? Yeah, I've got a couple of more things. But, you know, I do like to overpack for a trip. So, (laughs) I'm happy. Okay. So, I have a little owl. Now, just to reassure you, this is not a real owl. This is a little wooden carved model of an owl, which serves absolutely no purpose as a physical object when we're on our little. hike through our post-40 career, but it's there to remind us that we are wise, that we are now wise women. And I think this is very important, particularly if you've decided to change your career post-40, because you may find yourself in a situation where you are not the expert in the room anymore. You know, you might have decided to do a different job or take up a different direction or a new career. You might be training to do something. And I don't want any of you to be intimidated by other people's specialist knowledge, because you have to remember that they've accumulated that over time. But you have also accumulated some very important knowledge over time in that you are somebody who has been, you know, in the workplace for 20, you've been alive 40 years, you've been in the workplace for 20 years, and you know stuff. You have enough skills to probably carry you through any career situation. And that just don't be intimidated by the so-called experts. I mean, look, I'm not saying perform open heart surgery if you haven't had any training <laughs> yes yeah,
0: stick to your area of expertise Stick maybe. to your area
1: of expertise <laughs> but don't be afraid to say do you know what I I have skills I have been a project manager I have line managed hundreds of people okay I'm in a new career but I have a lot of skills here and just remember the breadth of your experience. And if you're applying for a new job and you don't feel that you have the specialist knowledge, just draw on all the things that you have done because I can promise you that anyone worth a salt reading your CV or looking at your application will see your experience. I think it's, I think it's hard when you're changing career or perhaps coming back after a, a gap in your career for whatever reason, to think that, that you you don't have the right experience to do what you want to do. But actually, you've got this massive life experience, and you can draw on that. I mean, what do you think, Eve?
0: I really love this, because what it really speaks to is, is if you haven't before, feel and know your worth. Know your value and trust yourself, trust your experience, trust your capabilities, know that you have them and exercise them. I think too often we diminish our achievements. You know, we think that we don't know enough or that somebody somewhere must know more or somebody else in the room is smarter than us or more experienced. Well, surprise. We're it sometimes, maybe yeah. all the time, you know, <laughs> depends on the rooms you're in, I guess. Um, but it is really important. And, you know, it took me until my 40s to really start to understand how to feel my worth and to feel. Actually, I do have something to say and I, I do have experience that, that comes you know, that I can bring to this, that I can help move things forward. I can bring an insight that's different or a perspective that's different. Whereas before I would have been more hesitant or, I don't, mm. you know, it's still a work in progress, that's for sure. But I, I think just, you know, try and try and do that more and the sooner the better.
1: Yeah, I think I'm less afraid of situations as well. Even if I don't know what to do or I don't know enough about the thing that I've been asked to do, I feel like I've got experience to draw on and I'm much more confident about that. But mm-hmm. I would say that's not something that I've had for years and I don't think I had it at 40. I, I don't think I was there yet. Mm. But yeah, know yeah. your worth, know your wise, just feel that. When you're in that room and you're feeling intimidated, you probably are the wisest person in the room, and don't be afraid.
0: So, what else have you got to stuff into the have, into our survival kit?
1: I have just one more thing which I want to pack in our survival kit, and that is I'd like to put some music in there. Now, I don't know how we do this. Whether we do it physical, I don't know. Whether we go old school. I mean, we've got tapes, we've got CDs. I don't know whether I can fit. Maybe an iPod? (laughs) Well, iPod. How old are you? (laughs) Hey, man, I still have a Rolodex. (laughs) Well, look, it doesn't matter physically how the music goes in there. If you want to stuff a whole LP in there for people who were really young, look that up, Um, or whether you're, you know, you keep your music... On your phone, or you're just going to stream it directly into your survival kit. But I think that music has a way of placing you very quickly in a time and a place that makes you feel something. And I think that you need something to remind you about who you are and what you like and what your dreams are. Because actually, at 40, you might feel that you know who you are. But from experience, I think as life gets busier and the more responsibilities that fall on you and the more maybe put other people's needs before your own, I think that can slip away from you a little bit. And we often talk about invisibility um, for women of a certain age, but I'm talking about a different sort of invisibility. It's where you really lose sight of yourself a little bit. I think what I want to do. With the music, is just find a way for you to remember who you are. And I think this has come back to me because I recently went to a wedding with some old school friends and we were all dancing to a fantastic soundtrack of music that we would have listened to when we were at school together. And it was hugely nostalgic and really lovely and I had a great time. And then when I got home and I got back to work, and I was telling my, uh, one of my co-workers about the wedding and how I'd really enjoyed it. And they said something that really resonated with me. And they said, yeah, it's, these things are good, aren't they? It reminds you of who you really are. And I thought, yeah, actually it did. There was something about that situation, being with old friends who knew me from a different time, a time when before those kind of layers of life, had got upon me. And then, like I say, you know, when you're 39, you're turning 40, you might not feel that yet. I hate to say that sense of yourself can get a bit of loss along the way. You change jobs, relationships change, you move house. You know, things happen and the things that you wanted to do, you might move further away from. But it doesn't mean that you can't get back to them. You can't feel like yourself again. You don't need to give up on things. And I think I don't know. I think music has a way of just taking you back to a place and a feeling that makes you feel good about yourself. And so that's why I would like something in our little survival kit. Just choose a track or a whole playlist. I mean, let's face it, you could fit a lot of music in there. Maybe you only need one song.
0: Yeah. And it's like you said earlier, you know, we often put ourselves last. We put all our responsibilities in life above our own pleasure or our own connection to things that we enjoy. And music is a great way to take us right there.
1: I think once we're dancing around our um, our little fire in our forest on our post-40 journey, are we going to use the the time machine. Do you think it will fold down into a bed as well? Are we going to be able to rest on that? Or do I have to do I have to invent that one as well?
0: Yeah, you might want to like sleep in the future.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Will it be more comfortable? I
0: certainly hope so.
1: Or will myself in 20 years be saying, when are you leaving? (laughs)
0: you snore your shoes
1: on the floor you're eating all my food yes and you snore very loudly
0: yeah you snore and your friend does (laughs) who brought her (laughs) so shall i tell you the last item that we're gonna pack
1: what's going in
0: the bag it's very slim and it will fit in a side pocket or whatever but it's an absolute essential it's a credit card so The credit card symbolizes making time for fun and serendipity say yes to things you're tempted to say no to try them try them at least once within reason of course within the bounds of fiscal responsibility i will always advocate for that but be spontaneous and a credit card makes it possible for things to be a little more spontaneous enjoy things in the moment you know when i was younger i was super 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 careful and I missed opportunities that if I had been a little more spontaneous, I I would have really enjoyed taking them. And um, I think we all have to remember that, that as life gets on top of us, as we get busy, there's got to always be room for spontaneity.
1: I think that sounds really good, particularly if it's your credit card and you're paying. Yeah, exactly. I mean, really, can going to really enjoy this journey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have all the ingredients. So... Okay. So we've got a reasonably full backpack full of things that we think that our sisters who are just turning 40 might need in their post-40 career journey. And, but I think there's room for more. What do you think, Eve?
0: I think there's always room for more. We would love to hear what you would like to put in your backpack or what you would suggest that belongs in the backpack. So send us comments, tweets, post notes on Facebook. We'd love to hear what you think belongs in the backpack.
1: Definitely. There's always room for more. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, let us know about it. Hang on, Eve, wait. Stop, 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 stop. We have forgotten the most important things. We can't go on this journey beyond our 40s without booze and snacks. I
0: got you covered. Bottle opener (gasps) is already in there and I snuck in a bottle of wine and some crisps. We're all good. Oh,
1: now that's the kind of person you want to go through your post 40 journey with.
0: Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed
1: this episode. If you did, let us know about it. We also want to hear what you've been up to since turning 40. Get in touch on our website,
0: rightsideof40pod.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rightside40, Instagram at right Side of 40 pod and Facebook at the Right Side of 40 podcast.
1: All content is arranged by Eve and Caroline. And a big thank you to Terry and V Neal for writing, performing, and mixing the original music.